All right, welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the uh, podcast coming to you close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host Paul Hutchinson, and whilst um, our director of football is taking a well-earned break um, in Europe, I've been uh, speaking to one or two people uh, to fill that void. And uh, last week, you may have heard the first part of a conversation that Nate Abrea and I had regarding music and football, and you'll hear the second half of that uh, coming right up. Um, what you'll also find uh, next week is I just this moment got off a really interesting conversation with um, No Problem Gambler and uh, his work on uh, the videos that uh, try to find the games that are being played in the background of a whole bunch of TV, film and, and video games. And uh, yeah, we had a chat about his process and uh, the fun that he's having with that. So that'll be next week. Um, but till that point, get to hear the second half of the conversation Nate and I had. So uh, without any further ado, let's get on with that. Choices here? I am. I am into yeah, and I'm going. I'm going five, four, three, two, one. I I had my honorable mentions as just sort of equally honorable. This is a a definitive personal favorite top five. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, a, a team that th- this song may have finally uh, uh, run its course as far as the magic that it was able to provide uh, the team that I am referring to. It is a team that some people may not know this. Paul talks all about his love for the English national team, (laughs) the three lions, you know, in his heart. Well, I have a picture of a young Paul Hutchinson (laughs) wearing a custom made, I think it's made of wool. It's made of blue wool. It is a Scotland kit. Paul has not only Scottish ancestry, Paul, I think, was supposed to be a Scotland supporter. I think Paul was deep down supposed to be a Scotsman. He's not really even from Bolton. He's from the north, the far north of Scotland. He's a he's from Aberdeen. He's he's from the North Sea at heart. I feel like his his spirit is is from uh, the north of Scotland. But the song that I refer to, it's the song uh, that that very much guided Scotland to their first major tournament since the uh, 1998 World Cup that you mentioned. Uh, David Marshall with the big penalty save, again, the uh, playoff against Serbia to get into Euro 2021, as it would be be known. Of course, David Marshall had a bit of an embarrassing moment in Glasgow, uh, getting chipped from from some odd 60 yards or something uh, in, in the first game for Scotland, but we're not talking about that. Next game was fun. Nil-nil to Scotland, and then they lost to Croatia in their third game. Uh, but the song played all the way through that final game. It even got a little bit of a boost. Uh, it came back as Scotland almost had their little miracle run to uh, this coming World Cup. Uh, they they had it made. Uh, they, they could not beat Ukraine at home. Uh, Ukraine then could not beat Wales. Wales are in the group now with uh, England and the U.S. and Iran. I was certainly hoping that this song would carry Scotland uh, to that group. It didn't, but with that said, without further ado, it's Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. <laughs> yes Sir, I Can Boogie, but it must be a certain song. And it's a really funny tie-in with this song. Uh, we are in uh, 
Pride Month uh, here in in California. San Diego does the the Pride Parade in July, one of the later uh, Pride parades. But so much uh, uh, love for for the LGBTQ community and its connections to to football, its connections to a lot of the the, the music and <laughs> many of these songs. I've had this joke with Rodney for years. There is no place where '90s house music, two two cultures, <laughs> gay bars and gay clubs, and English football geezers. It is a hilarious common section of the Venn diagram right there. '90s house and techno music lives on through those two demographics more than I feel anywhere else. Yeah. Um, well, that's healthy. I think, yeah. And so the the reason why I bring bring up uh, the the LGBTQ community is because that song actually became connected with Scotland through a video for and was it David Marshall or was it a different player I, th- I think it was it was it was Marshall himself I believe I have to double check that it was a Scotland player in like 2015 someone had dug up a video from about five years ago that was from a stag party and so it was one of these silly uh, uh, stag party type things and it was they were all in drag and they had to the, it's you know stag party and, and it's this thing of a Oh, you know, oh, a man in a dress. Ha ha. You know, that old kind of trope, that kind of cheap, very stale humor. And so as this song, though, then this very goofy 70s disco song that is a very, let's just say, eccentric song (laughs) in many ways uh, became this anthem. I read some really fascinating interviews uh, with with basically with gay Scottish football fans who talked about being a little bit conflicted by it at first because it came from this idea of the stag party and the, oh, guy in addresses. We're trying to support the trans community and and be progressive and thought we're still playing these jokes. You know, guy dresses up like a girl for the party where everyone gets drunk and everyone laughs at the video. And then a lot of the the, the transition and thought was kind of like, well, wait a minute, look around us here. It's 2021, and the entire nation, from the most macho, heterosexual man to the gayest individual possible, everyone is dancing to a 70s disco song called Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. If that's not progress, if that's not equality, then I don't know what is. I'll have to uh, 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 dig up some of those articles, (laughs) some of those interviews. Really interesting, nuanced stuff. I don't want to blabber on too much more but it really comes back to the the pride that i took watching stadiums of and to see children see eight-year-old children the song came out in the 70s who was the, the band baccarat yeah baccarat the, the 70s and they were uh where were they from because no they're not somewhere european isn't it's it? it's very very european yeah. in the 70s yeah. yes sir i can boogie spanish vocal duo baccarat there you go 1977 if there's any nation in the world that's used to kind of cross-dressing, it's the uh, the, the, the the kilts and the, the the Scottish nation. So you know, like, like, it, it, it totally chimes, you know, it, it, perfectly. It was a perfect <laughs> marriage on so many levels. It created so many good discussions. It created so many good memories. David Marshall making that save against Serbia was so fun. Seeing Andy Robertson happy always makes me happy. <laughs> it was such a glorious run of things, and it all centered around yes, sir. I can boogie, but it must be a certain song. And five-year-old children and 80-year-old men were singing that for years. And I I might just keep singing it, even though Scotland aren't going to the World Cup. Come 2022 World Cup time, I'm going to make Yes Sir, I Can Boogie my official World Cup anthem. <laughs> yeah, get it. Put, it. put it out there. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you? I'm going to like piggyback off you in terms of um, tunes being adopted by Scottish fans. 
and I'm going to go with uh, Hibs and Sunshine and Leith. <laughs> if you oh, ever want oh. to kind of like have, uh, again, like just goosebumps. Just cry your eyes out. Oh my goodness. It's just amazing. Like there's 50 odd thousand fans of Hibs. Who, Hibs have just won the Scottish Cup for the first time yeah. and they play Sunshine, Sunshine and Leith by the uh, Proclaimers and it's absolutely spine chilling. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. And uh, yeah, so that gets my vote. It's oh. just, it's a great tune anyway. Um, it's a, a beautiful love song. And, you know, I, the Proclaimers, I love the Proclaimers. But, <laughs> uh, but and for that song to just be sung so wholeheartedly uh, in such a jubilant fashion, it's, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. So again, I will link to the video of that one because it is really, and I've spoken about this before, I'm sure, but... Uh, uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. And there was a video uh, when they qualif- when Scotland qualified for Euro 2021 of another Proclaimer song, not the most well-known Proclaimer song. We, we will not go to that one. I think it's probably second or third in their list of so. hits, yeah. uh, which was, well, no, the, uh, um, was it? I'm on my way to misery and happiness today. There's that one. There's, da, da, da. Uh, Great video yeah. in the uh, the Scottish dressing room of all the players uh, uh, singing <laughs> singing that one on a you know a iPhone yeah. plugged into the Bluetooth speaker and everyone just just letting their letting their hearts out with that one. Yeah, it must be a, an amazing feeling that uh, of having something that you wrote in your front room or whatever to be then sung by so many and, and just have it be embraced in that way. Must make you feel like. Do they get royal, but also the kind of every time anyone in the world says, da, 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 I feel like he makes five quid or something, you know? <laughs> There's so much more than that. I mean, they are regarded as a bit of a one hit wonder, aren't they? But I honestly, they're, they're, they're some great stuff. You, you're proving otherwise letter, on this podcast. From right America, here. they covered that. That's the one about all of the different. I mean, they're, they're a folk actor. Well, there's one uh, song about all of the different Scottish coal mines that have been closed down by Maggie Thatcher. I'm serious. They That's, are, yeah. My my first connection to the Proclaimers was, I think I was five years old and uh, and that was right around like, the uh, I Will Walk 500 Miles came out mid, like early 90s. Is that early 90s or was it before that? I'd say 80s. Yeah. Late, late mid, 80s. Yeah. Mid 80s. Yeah. I'm, I'm way off with that. Sorry. So it was still played. It was a, it was a common, into the 90s, it was a very common cover uh, for a lot of, you know, house bands sure. and wedding bands. Yeah. And so I, I remember as a little kid, that was the first place that I, I heard that song. I may have heard it on the radio before, but I, I saw this band play, and it was this big fancy wedding that I got to go to uh, with some friends of the family, and I was always connected that wedding to the performance of that song and seeing it as a little kid. And I just imagine a, a, a five, six-year-old kid just rocking. I had long hair. I never got a haircut till I was six years old. So I had hippie hair down to my back. The funniest part of the story, what makes it a very uh, uh, Scottish and even a bit English story, uh, the couple divorced six months later. Ah, there you go. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, I think it sounds like the Proclaimers have got a lot to answer to, to be fair. So. <laughs> One more, two more? I've got, two, I've got two, two, yeah, more. two more. Yeah, okay. I've got two more. I think here. that's correct, yeah. Oh, this one, this one sends, sends chills, chills down my spine every time. I don't know how else to say it. It's 2010. It's South Africa. It's time for Africa. This time for Africa. Is that Shakira? And I did a little bit of research uh, to to do this proper justice. Um, Waka Waka, this time for Africa. Um, Waka Waka is actually a, I believe, a Cameroonian phrase from, from the research that I was 
able to do here, I think, is is used in in other parts of the African continent, but it was it was credited as a a slang phrase from Cameroon. So I love Cameroonian football. We started talking about Roger Mila a few minutes back, and now you know Cameroon and the great not just thrown together. This is oh great <laughs> football history. We we actually prepare for these shows. I'm telling you, it's not just doobie smoking in the front yard beforehand. There's a lot more preparation that goes into this thing. Um, the uh, the the 2010 World Cup is. Weirdly, I'd say O2 South Korea Japan probably close second, but um, South Korea tw- South Africa 2010 is I think I'm just gonna say it right now is my favorite World Cup. Uh, it's it's a weird World Cup. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of quirks to it. It's got the great Peter Drury call of the Shabalala goal in that opening game that sends chills down my spine every time. Is that to dance get- all night? Is that the or is that that's, that's, that's the Russia, Russia one. one. Okay, right. The, the the 2010 one is a goal for South Africa, goal for all Africa. Okay. Jabulila, rejoice. He's They've popped the cork. They've popped the first cork on their day of days. <laughs> fucking day kidding days. me? You're fucking kidding days. me? Nice. <laughs> and I actually, getting to talk to Peter Drury about that and hearing what that day and that summer uh, means to him to this day with all the great calls and all the international fame that guy's got with his phenomenal voice and narration of the beautiful game. There's He, he said to me on that podcast episode, there's there's no day that, that does it more than that. There's no day that, that makes the arm hairs literally stand up as yeah. he's talking about it. And that song by Shakira would come on before every game, whether you're watching on the on Univision or you're watching on ESPN. It didn't matter. Shakira was playing the lyrics. There's there's like four different languages in the song. There's the, I think a couple different African dialects. There's Spanish. There's English. It's absolutely beautiful. It's time for Africa. I am always here for anything. You out there listening? Anything? Conversation? Souvenirs? Trivia? 2010 World Cup. Talk to me. Vuvu Zaylas. <laughs> Talk to me. Bah, 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 bah. It would occasionally sound like a swarm of locusts, and it was simultaneously comforting. Uh, well, I think there was a throwback the when England played uh, Hungary because um, a, lot, a lot of the crowd was made up of, uh, of kids. That I think they actually kids who gave booed, out Vuvu Zaylas. Kids who game. booed the knee uh, before the match. Yeah. By the way, so, yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing. Well done, Hungary. You ruined another generation. So congratulations on it. Yeah, down uh, the ball. Boo, as well. boo, Hungary. I just want to say boo, boo, boo Hungary. Hungary. Yeah, there you go. And the, the ball, the, the Jabulani. Jabulani. That's it. Yeah, it was the Jabulani, and it was one yeah. of those balls that uh, uh, they they, they like sprung 90- on the keepers. You know, a, a like minute nine p fly away. We'd call those back home. So, oh. you know, it would do all sorts. A of minute before the tournament, they said, "Here, new ball that that you know <laughs> plays like that." And uh, oh, the long range goals in that tournament were just phenomenal. Diego Forlan uh, had a couple. There were so many goals where keepers would just get utterly wrong-footed, just eaten up as the ball would be in midair. It was a lot of fun. I think that's what happened with uh, Robert Green against you. United States as well, actually. Kind of, I think they kind of just was doing all this when it when it dribbled through his legs. Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey had magic on his foot that day, and Josie Altador beat my man Jamie Carragher, and actually Rob Green made a fine save late on in that game. A lot of people forget about Josie Altador was inches away from scoring the winner in that game, and the U.S. could have beaten England at a World Cup just like they did in 1950. But lo and behold. They'll have another chance know, yeah. coming up this winter. Would you believe it? I'm, I'm, I'm a real blue too... foot classico coming up. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Honestly, it's oh. Black Friday. 
Anyway, Whew. we're not here to talk about football. Uh. <laughs> Back to the music. Uh, love, love to Shakira. Love to yeah. Shakira. Love to everything that is the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. And by the way, I don't think I would be able to name another uh, official anthem of a World Cup. I think that's the only one I'd be able to do. And so that's kind of, I think, the measure of that tune that it kind of got that traction. And They've popped the first cork on their day of days. All right. I think, yeah, so... I think I've got two more to go. You do, you do yeah. those. I am going to go with. So the first one um, is actually called Total Football. I might have might have do with this one already. Um, from Parquet Courts um, off their album Wide Awake, um, and it's the first track on that. And it's one of my absolute. It, it might be one of my Desert Island discs, and it's all about how life imitates football. F- football imitates life. And all of the different, and so the talking football is the Renus Meikles kind of seventies Holland teams, where everyone can fit in, mm-hmm. and everyone can do a job, and everyone knows what other, other, everybody else's role is all about, and how that kind of translates into life. An amazing tune. And it also ends with the immortal line, "And fuck Tom Brady," at the end of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> just for good measure, um, and I. Absolutely love that tune. It's brilliant. It's a really good sort of, I don't know, like um, punk, but kind of, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of going on with it. Electronica. And it, it's a great tune. Total Football from a, from a band from, uh, I think they're from the US. and uh, But it's just shows such insight. It's, it's such a great tune. And the video is Panini, stick, uh, Panini sticker album. Say, uh, say that one ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> got, got yourself in some, some harsh waters there for a moment. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, if you're listening on uh, AM, uh, sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah. Panini stickers. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but like the band all in the kind of like the different sort of sticker albums and it's a really cute video. Uh, highly recommend the band but also that tune in particular I can't wait really. to look through the uh, the, the show notes yeah. to this oh, no, episode it's going to take me a while goodness <laughs> it's going to take good me luck. a while to do that yeah. good luck <laughs> do you want me to do my final one before you do your final one I'll do, I'll do my final one actually and okay. then we'll, uh, you're, you're the, the, the humble host of this show I'm just you're filling right. in a seat you invited me over you're right to a house that's not even yours which it's is beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful thing to do <laughs> number one on my list of favorite football songs. This is very much a song about football. It is a song about life. It is a song about the meaning of both of those things. And it's a song about an idol. Some would say, many would say, millions would say, it's a song about a god. La Vida Tombola by the great Manu Chao, a song all about the late great Diego Armando Maradona. And there is a video out there that will go in uh, Paul Hutchinson's glorious show notes for you uh, to, to check out. You're going to put a whole night into uh, checking out the links uh, from, from this episode. There is a video of Manu Chao and a, a musical comrade of his. I wish I knew who was with him, but Manu Chao is playing... Um, this song, La Vida Tombola, which basically Tombola is a multicultural word for raffle or gamble. Uh, you know, it, it loosely translates to the gamble life, which very much sums up the life sure. of, of yep. El Dios, of, of Diego Maradona. And he's playing it uh, on the acoustic guitar and about halfway through the song. Uh, and it's out on a street somewhere. I think they're in Buenos Aires. And there's, you know, some 
stray dogs walking by. There's some people stopping and, and watching Manu and his partner play. And then Diego rolls up. And so it's all, it was all pre-planned and however it was laid out, but it's so raw. And there's, there's a final shot of, of Maradona seemingly weeping as he's, as he's listening to this song all about the, the, the thieves of FIFA in 1994 and, and all the other evil villains who tried to, to take Diego out uh, over the years and, and all the sins that Diego put on himself and all the ways that Diego tried to take himself out for, for so many years. Uh, the, the song, is su- it sums up so much spirituality. It sums up, you talk about romanticism and, and what this stuff means to me and, and to, to countless more. That song sums it up so much. I talked all about it in my piece that I got to write about Diego Maradona for Howler Magazine. Uh, you can link up to that one. This song features heavily uh, in in that article and, and in my little connection that I got to have with Maradona uh, a couple years before his passing. La vida es una tombola. Life is a gamble. Um, and, and if I were, si yo fuera Maradona, viviría como él. If I were Maradona, I'd live like him. I love that line of, you know, what would you do differently? Would you, if you were Maradona, would you take a little better care of yourself? No, I'd, I'd just be Diego. There it is. La vida tombola. Manu Chao. Um, well, I was going to, uh, so has Manu Chao done anything else that we um, might also have heard of at all? No, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm, ter- I'm terrible. Oh. Manu Chao is uh, one of the most, to me, one of the most important artists in the Western Hemisphere um, he's and he's actually has French and and Gitan yeah. roots, and then is massive in the Spanish speaking world and right. and throughout Latin America. Yeah. And as a lot of people think he's Argentino, a lot of people think he's Mexican. A lot of people he has all of these like insanely loyal followings in places where he went, and he is a true you know to the the true musical gypsy spirit and the right. sort of you know thousands year old type of vibe and, and very eclectic a lot of you know there's reggae there's punk rock there's there's radio static there's weird disco there's there's acoustic guitar there's i, I could go on and on manu chow is is endless right. styles of music clandestino uh, is is my favorite manu chow album right. uh, and that album has a, a great tie into Tijuana. Manu Chao came to Tijuana in the 90s when Tijuana was overrun with drug cartels and was an active war zone. Mm-hmm. Nobody came to Tijuana, especially anyone of any kind of notoriety or who had any money. He didn't want to go anywhere near Tijuana. Manu Chao came and did multiple shows in Tijuana and subsequently wrote songs about Tijuana and talk about really tying Manu Chao to football. Go to Estadio Caliente for any Cholos game. You will still hear at least one Manu Chao song right, played on the PA. Okay. Welcome to Tijuana. Tequila, sexo, marijuana. Welcome to Tijuana. It's it's just, it, it goes okay. on and on and on. Uh, a, a citizen of the world and one of my favorite musical artists and, and a great, great connection to the beautiful game and, and no greater tie-in for me than... La Vida Tombola and his cool. uh, his professed love for Diego Armando Maradona. Um, I, the, uh, the the Asif Kapadia. Um, yes, yes. Whilst you were talking there, I um, remembering that incredible opening scene of that movie. The music oh, played the where life. they sum up somehow they sum up his life entirely in that first sort of twelve minutes, or whatever, with the journey from the airport 
to uh, to the stadium to, to in the Naples. Stadium in Naples, yeah. DeLorean Dynamite. Yes, I was going to say it has yeah. it's some kind of like a tallow yeah. disco Miami oh, Vice kind of. Oh, yeah, like Teje, Teje, or yeah, maybe I don't know, but that's DeLorean Dynamite. DeLorean, of course, would be the name of that song. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly brilliant. Put together all of that. Is that your number one? No, no, but it just it brought to mind when you were talking about Diego Maradona. We'll add it to the link list. I will. Oh, I will. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> See, this is the whole point. This is, uh, <laughs> kind of, uh, well, yeah, one brings another and all that kind of thing. Um, my, well, my final choice is something that's kind of very recently just been happening. And I don't know, you, you may have uh, seen this um, when Wales played these two uh, World Cup qualifiers. They, uh, they've had this Welsh folk singer perform tune. It's called Yamite. Oh, hide. It's in Welsh, but it means we're still here, essentially. And it's this beautiful melody. And it's despite everything, we're still here. There's been this kind of revolution in terms of the Welsh language being kind of front and centre. They've had this guy perform this song and the whole stadium has learnt it and embraced it and singing it back to him. And the video of him in front of what used to be Cardiff Arms Park, it's Cardiff City Stadium these days, bawling his eyes out, still singing along. It's just, and it's so poignant. And again, I, oh, a brilliant video that, that, uh, that goes along with this one as well. I just love it. And I'm a sucker for any kind of whole bunch of Welsh people singing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be that. Their national anthem. That's, that's the good thing about the, uh, the, uh, the World Cup. That are then qualifying for the World Cup is that we get to hear the Welsh national anthem being sung, and my goodness, absolute banger! <laughs> the Welsh national anthem, I got it on my earplugs. It's astonishing, but that's particularly good. Yeah, and I'll, the I'll, translation I'll, on the uh, the Welsh lyrics, despite everything, well, we're, we're still, still here. here. So the, the the title means that we're we're still here. Yeah, essentially. So one of the lyrics is, despite everything, we're still here. That's yeah. the motto for the Footy from the Foot podcast. Despite <laughs> everything, we're still here. Despite the yeah, increasing in popularity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, popularity. Yeah, we're, we're and still we're still singing here. for football. <laughs> but I think that'll do us, won't it? Yeah, nicely done, everybody. Yeah, it might very well be in two podcasts. This one, I think. I, I might. I might. <laughs> I might. Might split this up so that because. How many, uh, how many? If you keep me under an hour, that's a success. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you to Rod for uh, being here in spirit. Uh, those are those are big shoes to fill. Absolutely. And I was honored to, uh, to to fill in as a little substitute teacher Str- here <laughs> for, uh, yeah. for the afternoon, for the evening. Um, look forward to all of the, the coming episodes. Can't wait for Rod to come back and, and rejoin you. This was a lot of fun. Paul, thank you so much for having thank, me. No, thank you, honestly. That's, but yeah, to uh, yeah, come over and, uh, and do that. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Um, like the pro that you are. Go on, go on. You said you were a little nervous. Come on, knock oh, this yeah. out. Knock out the reeds. <laughs> well, normally I would ask uh, Rod if there's any opening hours, but he's not here to do that. And uh, there's no football to be opening up for. So we'll ignore that. Um, uh, yeah, as always, we want you to get involved, especially if you have some uh, uh, music and football times. We really want to hear those from you. Uh, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromthefoot on uh, all of the Twitters and Instagrams. For our previous podcasts, you can get those at Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Overcast. Thank you to those people who have rated, reviewed, and subscribed. Please do that um, more if you would. Um, thank you to my pal David Sangster for our theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear. Give him a follow on at 1in20Parkinson's. 
And that will just about do us, listener. Let's do this again next Thursday. Yeah, that was really fun. Really enjoyed putting that together. Had a good, fun evening doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm eternally thankful for for Nate. And uh, yeah, if you are so inclined, his Backroads and Borderlines. I don't know what you'd call that. The collection of art and poetry um, uh, can be available at Nate Abrea. Um, on all of these sort of social medias. So, until next time, uh, thank you, dear listener. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again probably Thursday. <laughs>